0: Yes, we're back for another episode. Today, we're going to be asking this question and talking about, are you striving in life? Are you striving? Striving means just working extra when you shouldn't. (laughs) Are you being extra? Are you working (laughs) extra
1: at it? Are you doing the overtime? Are you doing all these things that make your life harder than what it's supposed to be? Because that's what striving does. Sometimes it makes it harder and you can't see it because you think that's how it's supposed to be. So, it it's it's it's, it's crazy to see, you know, cuz you sometimes see life at a different pace, you know, because striving makes you to feel like it's it's supposed to be done this way.
0: Yes, and and when we became born again, something happened and therefore We receive such great promises. Now these promises are ours. And because they are, that promise is rest, not striving. It's rest. Rest is such a powerful blessing that we have as believers. But before we even go into that, I wanted to read Romans 8.11. And so what does that Romans say? Romans 8.11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Quicken is just another word to say bring to life your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So your spirit became alive. That light switch went on.
1: So you mean to tell me that at some point the light switch was off
0: yes and and you were just striving walking in darkness trying to figure out where you were
1: meaning i couldn't find that switch until something had to happen right yes your spirit
0: became alive and so today we're going to be talking about what it is to be to have a life that is led by the spirit versus a life that is led by your flesh because what happened was the, the word here in Romans eight eleven says that your mortal body, so mortal is dead, pretty much. Your dead body became alive. So when we're walking in, in carnality, or in other words, your flesh, there's death associated with that. There's nothing that brings life to that. So we're going to go into that. We're going to be in two scriptures today. We're going to be in Galatians, and we're also going to be in... Romans and Romans. So we're going to do Romans and Galatians. So if you have your Bible, we always invite you to get your Bible out, open it up. Let's study together. Let's get in the word together. If you're driving, don't worry, we'll read it. And if you are um, anywhere where you have your phone, maybe don't have your Bible, open up that Bible app. Let's get into the word. So Steve is going to go ahead and just talk about what it is to be led carnally, a carnal Mm. mind.
1: So. Basically, when you are led carnally, sometimes it leads you to the place where everything's is everything you do is natural. Everything you do, it's it's based off what I can touch, what I can see, what I can feel. It's your five senses usually, you know, and you know, and so in this place you usually find life is through the five senses. Through what I can see, it's this is the tangible evidence that I have and this is what I need. So Romans 8 and 6 through 10 says this. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subjected to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Ooh, that's a hard one right there. Can't please God in the flesh. And then verse 9 goes on and says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Ooh, he just put you on a curve right there. He said you ain't none of his if you ain't got the Spirit in you, so be watchful of that carnality. Uh, verse 10 goes on and says, And if, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness.
0: Man, I really love verse eight, which says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God.
1: And just to explain that, walking in life naturally, walking in naturally, like I said, with the five senses, sometimes those things can lead you astray because guess what? I feel, I feel this, I feel that, I feel this don't necessarily mean it's right. It don't necessarily say that what you see and the evidence of what you see is
0: right. Or I see this or this is what it looks like. Sometimes it can look like something and it could be something totally opposite. And I know that in some scriptures that's that's uh, described as vain imagination. You begin to uh, just picture something that's not even real with your mind. And it's wonderful that God gave us these five senses. But we need God to be able to help us to really see beyond those five senses.
1: Yeah. And so what, what carnality is, is rebellion pretty much. It's I'm rebelling against what's the natural order of things. And so I I tend to want to do it myself in a self-sufficient way.
0: So I have a question. So can you be a believer and be carnally led and be led by your flesh? I'll rephrase that. Can you be a believer and who is led by your flesh most of the times
1: that's a hard question right there because guess what i mean i don't believe you can but you got people out here which is I, I say in the growing state where they're learning so they they are in that state
0: even though your mortal body has been quickened you still are in this fleshly suit so the chances of 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 acting like what you've always known always comes up and I think of the scripture in Romans 12 it says that you know it's important that you be renewed you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. So you have to get that renewal. And that's what why we're here to talk today about what it is to be carnally led. Because as a believer, as one who has been quickened by God and your spirit is alive, walk by the spirit. That's what the word says. So we're going to go into Galatians. So if you have your uh, Bible, let's go to Galatians, Galatians 5. So in Galatians 5, we're going to start at around verse 16. Galatians 5, 16 says this, I say, then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So there's the antidote to not walking in the flesh, walk in the spirit. <laughs> so if you don't want to be striving in life, walking in darkness, doing things like Steve said are temporal or doing things that lead to death, because that's what the flesh does. It's all self, self and self, self, self. But when We don't rely on the spirit who knows everything, who understands everything, who's at every place at every time, any second. He's he's here. He's in Timbuktu. That's the Holy Spirit. When we don't rely on him, then we limit ourselves. So here's the antidote. It says, if you don't want to walk in the flesh, walk in the spirit.
1: That's simple. Simple as that. Just take your steps right there in the spirit.
0: It says in verse 17, for the flesh lusteth against the the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. So there's a war happening.
1: Yeah, it's a battle going on. The spirit against the flesh, round one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The spirit always wins. Yeah. Because that's what's going to last forever. And these are contrary one to another. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, there's that word led by the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Ooh, what
1: law is that? Man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because you're governed by self-righteousness. You're governed by all these different things. So, yeah, that's good.
0: Amen. And not, not, not God's law that we're under when our spirit becomes quickened. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. So these are the works of the flesh we were talking about. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of that which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not Inherit the kingdom of God. And what did we say was the greatest benefit? To me, it is. Everybody has one that they just know is so great. But one of the greatest benefits that we have in the kingdom of God is resting. Because why? Christ said it's finished. Everything he came to do so that we could be reconnected with Christ, so that we yeah, could be forgiven of our yeah. sins and be connected to God, sorry, be reconnected with God and have that relationship once again where we're no longer orphans but children of God. All of that was done for us. Now we just have to rest. And more, even more, we have the Holy Spirit who comes and dwells in us. And then we have the Holy Spirit who empowers us to be able to do great things go beyond what even Christ did while he was here on earth because there's so many of us who can go out and do the same thing.
1: Yeah, and those mysteries, those things that we don't even know that he will tap into us and download and it will come right out of us. Ain't that awesome?
0: That is so awesome and and the problem is our flesh limits that. It yeah. limits that. When we're walking in carnality, we can only go so far as us being in our flesh. We can only go so far.
1: And the first place is, when in carnality. the first place we always go is refusing to take orders. We don't want to take orders from God. You know, it, it, the orders seem like it's an order, and it's not. It's freedom of him acting. You know, we take it as he's giving us an order. So guess what? Guess what happens? You refuse to take God's word for what it is, and guess what happens? You refuse the law of love, which is the greatest law, because the, the law of love says that love covers a multitude. Of sin, and then it says that law of love is the greatest gift. Love is the greatest gift of all. So, guess what happens when you have love? Love, you're not self centered. You're not selfish. You're not hostile. You're not all those things that the the word says. You're not an idolater. You're not in witchcraft. You're not in revelance. You're not in all that because guess what? Because you know what love is.
0: Amen. And you letting love just just be the rule over your life. You don't do things because, oh, the law says I need to do this, and the law says I need to do this, but because I have the law of love fulfilled in me, I just do it because there's freedom in my love. The love that I have that's in me is Christ's love. And I get to just walk in love. And I want to do right because I'm walking in that love. I really like the part in Galatians so the end of what we're going to read today it's talking about the fruits of the spirit. So it says but the fruit of the spirit is love. So here's this love that we're talking about. Out of love there's joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law.
1: Man, and so that's what I was talking about, the law of love. So this law of love is that law that Christ Came, did, went with, went to the cross with, rose from the grave with, and now he left it with us in his Holy Spirit that we would know this love and know this truth. Because guess what? Love brings forth truth. Because when you love someone, guess what happens? You stop telling a lie. You stop telling a lie. You compel not to lie to them. And guess what happens? Truth seeps out. You might tell them a lie at first, but it's eating at you. And guess what happens? You begin to give it up. And like, man, I can't do this no more. I got to give it up. And then you give them the truth, whether it hurts them, whether they, they. but, you know, usually they get over it, you know, but maybe it takes time, but eventually they'll get over it. But that's the truth.
0: Amen. And it's, it's always awesome to see how this ends up. It's saying that if you walk in the spirit, you get rid of the flesh. And this is the fruit that you're going to see out of you walking in the spirit. You will see long suffering. Peace. Long suffering is a hard one that I think it's, it's hard for people to swallow long suffering, but God suffers long, even with us. Right. So, mm-hmm. so it, it's a fruit that we have. Peace, joy, you know, goodness, faith, gentleness. All of this is in us. It's in us. It's not something that we have to strive to get. Yeah. See, when I, when I operate in and try to get joy and try to find things that bring me joy in my flesh, Like Steve said, those things are temporary. I will have that temporary feeling of joy. I do those things that maybe make me happy for a while. And then I go lay down and the day is done and I'm back at it again. But guess what? When I'm walking and being led in the spirit, this is the fruit of what comes out. Joy. Why? Because you are bound to have joy when you, when the Holy Spirit led your day all day and you can see his goodness in everything that you did that day. He's working out things for you. As you rest, you just see how he operates in your life, how he moves situations out, how he gave you wisdom when yeah. you needed it. Joy automatically is is a fruit of that.
1: Yeah, It's yeah. in you. I'm just Definitely. giving a
0: different perspective of this. But when you walk in the Spirit, these are the fruits that you're going to see bear in your life.
1: And you know what? It's funny that walking in the spirit, you're never bored. You know, it's contrary, when you're striving, striving, guess what happens in, in, in the striving? You begin to get bored because you did the same thing over and over again. You need something different. And so you continually need to replace something with something. And you continually have to do that, and it, it's almost like you don't have time for anything else. And so guess what happened? You either become a mean-hearted person or you become this person that's wrapped up in themselves. Or you become just a, a person of hostility, you know? And it, it, it doesn't bring life. And so guess what happens when you walk in the spirit? You have joy, peace, love. You have all those different things that's working in you. And guess what? It's never boring. It's always excitement that comes from that. Yes. And you know, guess what? People that that is carnal won't don't understand that. They're like, why are you so happy? Why are you so into these certain things? Guess what? Because guess, they can't understand because... They're doing the same thing over and over again. Got to find something new, you know. And so that's the problem, and that's why these two things wrestle against each other because it's 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 a war going on, and the war is always won by the spirit. Because guess what? It's long lasting. It's a long lasting imprint impression that's placed on you. And when you when you walk in carnality, it's this one thing that you do over and over again. Guess what? Guess what it leads you to
0: death. Yes, because in the flesh, there's not much creativity. As much as we might think, oh, I'm creative and I have all this creativity but the spirit has so much creativity. And if you're led by the spirit, the kind of creativity that you will be walking in. And this is why Steve is saying there's no boredom in that because you will just see things happening around you that you never imagined. You will be recognized for things that you didn't even feel like you did anything. Why? Because you're being led by the spirit. He sees all situations. He knows where to place you. I always say the Holy spirit makes you look good. If you want to be looking good out here, you have to have a life that's led by the Holy Spirit where you don't do things in your own flesh. You don't strive to do things in your own uh, ways and your limited understanding and your limited thinking. But you really allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life, lead you in, in in places that you could never do it on your own and see how amazing your life would be and how these fruits of the Spirit would just be operating in you. Having peace and especially when... Peace is amazing. That's something that I think that we take for granted all the time. Being able to have a stillness in our heart. How many people do we hear of on the news saying, oh, they went and 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 did something horrific to their whole family because they just had one tough situation and they were not grounded. They couldn't see the end of that thing because yeah. they were in that temporary. They yeah. couldn't see. They didn't have hope. Yeah. But we have that and we have a peace. And to me, peace is just being grounded. Having that grounding that says the Holy Spirit says we're fine. We're going to be just fine. We've already figured there's already a solution. Yeah. I love that there's a scripture that says that when when, when we have temptation, God has already made a way for us. And that way is Jesus. The Holy Spirit already has a way. He has a way for us. So all we have to do is just remain and be anchored by his peace. We have that.
1: Yeah. And so the question I ask now, and so how do we walk in the Spirit so we can get this peace? How do we walk in the Spirit, first of all?
0: I just, every situation that I have, okay, let's just let's just picture this. This is me, my life. Everybody is going to have a different way that they walk in the Spirit. But for me to walk in the Spirit, I know for sure that I have to start off my day acknowledging that I have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all in me.
1: So that would mean I would just put God in his perspective place. Yes. First.
0: First and foremost. All right. I am. My life is not my own. Every morning, God, you're leading me. You're with me always until the end. I'm not alone. You have empowered me with your Holy Spirit. And this is why staying in your word is so important because it really helps you to understand God's nature, who he is, so that you can identify who he is. And, and, and know who Christ is and what he did for you and that it's finished. And know who the Holy Spirit is, that when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are empowered to live this life. So there's no challenging situation that's going to come about my day that I'm not going to be able to handle. Why? Because I have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Signs, miracles, and wonders, they follow me. They, they're a natural part of my life.
1: And so so with that, I I just want to say, if if you guys don't know the signs and wonders we're talking about, if you read the book of Acts, it talks about the signs and wonders that follow you when you are walking in Spirit and when you begin to know what the Spirit is. It says, these signs and wonders follow those who believe. So guess what happened in Acts? If you read Acts, it talks about the day of Pentecost, and this great day was such a day for, for the Christian believer, for the one who believes, because this day is it's reenacted in our life over and over again, if we love the Lord, and we walk in the Spirit. And so in Acts, if you read the chapter, we all probably know this, who believe, and those who are just tapping in, I'm, I'm going to tell you what it is, Acts 1 and 8. And once you, once you read that, you'll begin to see this is the, the pinnacle place of the Christian faith, where the Christian became the Christian. And so... Acts one and eight talks about ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, or the Holy Ghost for some. You know, in some in some terms it says the Holy Ghost, but you should receive power. So, what power was that? That was the power of walking in the Spirit. If how do we walk in the Spirit? And it, it showed you. It say once they begin to receive this power, guess what happened? It said the 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 Holy Spirit came from above. Boom. And hit them with something that was such power that no man has ever seen.
0: Fire was on their tongues. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And they began to speak
0: in In other tongues. tongues. And they were marveled because people were looking at each other like, how do you know my language? How do you know what I'm seeing? How do you know what I'm seeing? And that was the power that was, that's the power. How? That. Power makes that happen yeah <laughs> not your flesh. Yeah. I don't care how many languages you study and you're in linguistics and you've learned all these languages there is no way you're gonna have that kind of situation in one place where all of a sudden you know how to speak another language. that's power yeah and it said it spoke of the beautiful things that God about God. it spoke of the beauty of who God was.
1: So that's like me speaking to you and a different language, and you know the language, and you understand what I'm saying, but I don't. And guess what? It resonates the beautiness, the beauty, and not the beautiness. It represents the <laughs> beauty of God. Amen. So it's it's awesome.
0: And and Jesus promised that that would happen. He, he said yeah. that they will speak in other tongues. So not only was this a language that others could understand, but it's also a language that we speak between us and God. It's a, it's a spirit language that we're speaking and only us and God are communicating. Our spirit is communicating with God. Our spirit is communicating with God. And that's what we are speaking of that. We speak in tongues. So if you want a life that's led by the spirit, I encourage you to speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Tongues are not just, I know that sometimes it's people think that it's just, um, for the church setting, when the pastor says, "Speak in tongues," now we speak in tongues.
1: But and I always say to believers, you know, believers and those who are listening, remember, these signs and wonders shall follow those who believe. He said, "Signs and wonders," meaning these things you don't know naturally, you haven't seen because it's it's the wonders of God. It's the it's the spiritual things that God has placed in us that comes out. It's not the natural things where you see oh, the ground open up and water sprouts out. Yeah, that's a pipe that bust. You know, it's not that. it's it's these signs and wonders that follows those who believe. So if and, you believe, these things come
0: and 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 this speaking in tongues is not going to just be limited to a church setting. If those signs, wonders follow them that believe, it's following you everywhere you are. Right. Following means it's just it's a part of you. It's like it's like how we say, like, you know, do you have a tail? Close that door. Do you have a tail behind you or something? (laughs) You know, it's 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 how it follows you. It's it's. Oh, you're always seeing those things happening in your life. And so therefore speaking in tongues is one of those things that you get to walk in the spirit. Why? Because you're communicating in the spirit and you're always being edified in the spirit and and you're seeing faith rise up and you're seeing all these things that that are part of that power that we're speaking of happen around you. So if you want to be spirit led, we encourage you speak in tongues. Don't limit it to just being in church. Don't limit it to when you're with a group of believers and you're just praying, but always speaking in tongues because you're speaking with, in your spirit and you're edifying yourself. According to Jude one you're edifying yourself. So that's another way we can walk in the spirit and be led in the spirit.
1: Yes. And I, I totally agree because these these are the things and these are the teachings that will help us get to that place where God is truly pleased. And I believe he's pleased with us once we, we accept him for who he is and not accept him for how he know he is. You know, because sometimes we have a misinterpretation of how God is. And the only way we can find out how he is is by having a relationship with him. And once the relationship is with him, it, it begins to cultivate and grow. and so. And for those who are out there who's listening, how do I cultivate a relationship with God? It's just by wanting to know, wanting to know. And how do I find out the knowing? It's by reading my word, reading my word and spending time in prayer. And guess what you'll get? You'll get revelations. You'll get some of those mysteries. You'll get some of those things. You'll get some of those things that you need that are life-giving. And so I, I just want to urge this time to just, if if you don't know Christ like you should or you feel like there's a place a part, place in your life where you need him more, I, I just unction you to, to pray with me as I pray. And for those who haven't given their life to Christ and you at the precipice, you're right at that place where I, 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 I'm at the end of my rope and I need, I need something that's different. I need something that's tangible because I've tried it all. Here it is. Pray this prayer with me. Father, I, uh, we pray that on this day, Lord, we love you. And we love you so much. And for those who, who are reaching out to God for the first time and want to have him in their life as their personal savior or wants to have a relationship with him, I say this. Say this with me. Lord, you know, I, I give up. I give up everything that I once had, everything that made me who I am. And I give it to you. And any way, I shape, form, I can come back. And the thing I want from you is to re, you receive me as I receive you. And so you, you say this thing with, when you at that place and with your heart. You can't say it with your mouth, but the confession is made with your mouth. But with your heart, you know in your heart you need this. And so you open your heart to receive it. And the only thing I say is this, Lord, come into my heart. You know my ways. Lord, you know who I am. You know the very hair on my head. And, Lord, I, I pray this prayer, Lord, forgive me for everything I've done and help me forgive myself. And, Lord, I give my life to you totally at this point in this place. I surrender it all. I give my life unto you this day, Lord. Receive me this day as your son. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. And that was our episode for today. We'll catch you guys next time. And
1: we're go.